35. What's up, man? We in there? We in there. 35. Who's 35? Kevin Durant. KD. Who? Who's better at 35? All sports. Nah, I gotta be KD. Gotta be KD. I give it to him. Gotta be KD. Who's who's another 35? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like I'm missing somebody popular, man. That, like who? somebody's like just looking at me like, what the fuck? Like what? what? <laughs> oh, you don't know who, oh you don't remember who I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh what number does Ty Gurley wear? Nah, Ty, he wouldn't get it from KD. I, I don't know who he's been talking about. Yeah. Honestly. Nah. Is it somebody like baseball? Somebody King was King Griffey Jr. Was he went thirty five? I think we should look that up. Start looking that up. Willie Mays, no twenty four. Uh yeah, got it. Let's give it to KD. KD got it. Yeah, I, I don't know of anyone else. Mike Richter from the NHL. Maybe that's who you thinking of? No. Nah, <laughs> Barry Bonds were twenty five. Be thinking of that? Maybe that, yeah. Maybe that's what it was. It's probably what it is. Nah, man, can't take from KD. Wait, who got twenty five? Barry Pines. We we gave it to him. We gave it to Barry. Oh, Pons. Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wolf Tickets Podcast. Thirty five. We in there. We back. KD, Slim Reaper himself. Oh man, Slim Reaper and the gang. Did you did you watch Game Six of the Rockets and, and Warriors? Yeah, man, the Rockets are trash. Well, for those of you who didn't watch Game 6, the Houston Rockets lost to the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors, who were without their best player, Kevin Durant, number 35, they were going to be without him for the rest of the series. And they went into Houston, Game 6, must-win game for the Houston Rockets, and the Rockets just laid a big old fat turd and got eliminated on the home court by a the most vulnerable and hands-down weakest Golden State team that they faced in the playoffs, period. They screwed it up in the NBA. Like, they ruined it. They almost gave us hope that there was going to be, like, some type of <laughs> chance that the word wasn't going to, like, repeat or nah, repeat. No, nah, Giannis is the only hope now. Yeah. He's, he's the only hope now. They got no answer for Giannis out there in Oakland. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's screwed when he plays uh, against Toronto. Mm, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, no, I think no one has an answer for, for Giannis. For Giannis? No one yeah, has you let Giannis eat. He can get thirty. Yeah, no one got no one has an answer for Giannis. And then you get everybody around him as shooters. Nothing but shooters. Yeah, it's I like, like Wolverine this. and a bunch of Cyclopses. I like the Toronto series. Toronto against Milwaukee. That's a good series. Toronto got to get past the 76ers first. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I wouldn't like the 76ers against Milwaukee. Well, the 76ers go as Joel and beat goes. Yeah, he didn't play well. They lose. Yeah, they're a tough team, man. I thought they were going to be better. I mean, second round is, is dope. Seventh round or uh, seventh game. Second round is good. Man, they got limited in the second round last year. Yeah, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. This year is better, but it's still not. I don't know what I expected. It's not exponentially better, but you think you, you would think it would be, considering that they added Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris. Yeah, you think they would do a lot better? Mm-mm. You get you get kicked in the same you know same round. But they can only go one more round. You get to the finals. Nah, they couldn't get to the finals. I, didn't, I, didn't I mean, that's, 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 that's like a possibility. Yeah, I didn't expect for them to get to the finals, though. I always expected, like, Toronto to go. But it's like... I expected Boston to go, and they took the hot shit. Kyrie quit yeah. halfway through that fucking series. Yeah, Boston, man. It's over for him, bro. It's over. Yeah, they're done. It's the whole team is done. I think Al Horford is a free agent. Who, where he going to go? The Spurs? What mean? No way. Ain't nobody hunting big for Al Horford like that. The only place he could probably go is the Spurs. Not Max, but there's somebody up here. Oh, uh, Golden State. They're going to replace Boogie with Al Horford. Keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Al Horford is at that time in his career when he's ready to like take less money. I think he's still, you know. KD did it. <laughs> he's still getting what, like 25? 
Could have got thirty, but he, yeah. he, took, he took less than what he could have got. He had he taken uh, OKC. But all right, so this 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 Rockets win, I think first and foremost makes KD's move to go and say look even worse. Like they, this team doesn't even need him <laughs> to, to beat what most people consider the second best team in the Western Conference with with no issue. Like the only games the Rockets beat the Warriors were in games that KD played. Like they, they couldn't beat the Warriors when KD wasn't on the floor. That's a different team, though. That yeah. always happens. I, I, their best player is gone. You got two people to worry about, really, when it comes to, to shots. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Mm-hmm. You couldn't guard either one of them, apparently. Steph put 34 on you in the second half. Klay put 21 on you in the first half. Yeah, the Rockets, man. They, they... And then where the fuck was James Harden? No, he bought out. He no, scored he, 35. He didn't ball he out. No, no, no. He, he got 35. He didn't ball out. When it, when it came to it, down the stretch, he disappeared again, just like he disappeared oh, yeah. in the last game. Yeah, he definitely. Like, I need you down the fucking stretch, bro. I, I don't, like, okay, you know, the first quarter points yeah. count just as much as the fourth quarter points, but I need you more in the fourth quarter to close this bitch out. And he just couldn't do it. He's the NBA's version of Peyton Manning. Great in the regular season, sucks balls against good teams. I don't even think he's great in the regular season. I would say great in the regular season. I don't know, man. I think he scores a lot. But I don't, I never, like, he doesn't, like, put fear in somebody's heart. Like, oh, man, he's going to get to the finals and kill it. Like, nah. I mean, he, put, James Harden. he puts fear in the defender's heart. He's like, oh, man, I got four fouls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to foul out. I don't want to be embarrassed, maybe. But not, like, he's going to take over and, like, win a series. No, like, no, no. We'll put the team on his back and just wheel through. You're right about that. I don't think anyone is afraid of James Harden just taking over a game. No. No. no it's like, if it happens, it's going to be from the free throw line and, yeah. you know, we can adjust. And the thing is, he can score 50, and the, the problem is he takes away from his other, t- like, his teammates so much where they can't get it going. So I can't, first, can we say that Mike D'Antoni probably doesn't need to be a coach in the NBA ever again? I'm not going to say that. His system just doesn't work. Well, what's work? It won a championship. Didn't work in Phoenix. Didn't work in L.A. Didn't work in New York. Not working in, obviously not working in Houston. Like, yeah, you can put points on the board, but here's the problem with his system. It's all threes and layups, right? Yeah. So either if you shoot, either you hit the three or you get a layup. Okay, well, if you can't get a layup, now we're depending on you to shoot the three. And sometimes motherfuckers just go cold. And if you are cold on a three-pointer, that means you got long rebounds. Defense is probably getting it. And apparently they spend zero time working defense because they couldn't stop shit. Couldn't stop a, a motherfucking runny nose. Like, they're just, the Golden State is getting whatever they want. Down at the other end of the court. Yeah, like I, they should have won this series, but I can't say he shouldn't be a coach. Man. I mean, he, he should. He shouldn't, he shouldn't be a head coach. Like, we, we've of all the talent he's had, he's had so many talented teams, and he's never even gotten to the finals. I mean, I let, let alone win one. He's had a couple of tough teams, man. He came when like LeBron was in his peak, man, and he had that, he had that Phoenix peak. team okay. with Steve Nash, Sean Marion. Uh, who else is on that? Fucking um, Joe, what's it, Joe Jackson? Not Joe Jackson. Um, dude who played in Atlanta. Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson on the squad. Barbosa. Barbosa. Uh, yeah. shit. I remember the squad. Like, they had, they had a fucking squad. She had a two-time MVP, Steve. But still, man. Had a squad. Can't, but here's the problem. His, what, his, what his system is, he doesn't preach defense. So they can't ever get stops. So if they can't score, they automatically lose. And in the playoffs, that's what it's about. Defense wins championships. This is cliche fucking term. But it's true because you can't, you may not always have your shot going, but the defense should always be there. Like if you need to clamp down, that's why Golden State has achieved this level of success because they can clamp down defense when necessary. It's not because of the shooting. We, we, we talk about, oh, it's you no know, video game numbers. You got all these shooters on the floor, but defensively, they're fucking great. 
And when they clamp down, like we saw them clamp, clamp down against Clippers in game six of that series. You know, we, we see them clamp down against the Warriors, you know, throughout, I mean, excuse me, against the Rockets throughout the series. When they put the fucking clamps on you, it is damn near impossible to score or get a good shot. You have to make like miraculous shots when Golden State is really tuned in and they're rotating well and everything. He doesn't preach defense. You don't preach defense and you're not making your shots, you're going to lose. Like, there's no way in hell they should have lost this fucking game. But somehow, they don't know how to stop Steph Curry. Like, there's one guy you got to worry about, Steph. You know Clay, he going to give you a, a one good quarter for sure, maybe a good half, but nothing beyond that. He had a good first half, so they ain't, look, he ain't going to be hitting this in the second half. All you got to really worry about is fucking Steph, because Steph went squirrels in the first half. They couldn't fucking stop him. Couldn't get the ball out of his hands. Terrible. Yeah, but if you go off that rationale, you know, if you don't win a championship, it's a failure, like a failed career. That's tough, man. A lot of coaches don't win NBA championships. Right. And he's gotten deep in the playoffs pretty consistently with okay. multiple different teams. And I think a lot of coaches, there's plenty of coaches that don't even make the playoffs. Right. So if you can choose between, you know, one of those, the majority of the coaches and his career, yeah, if you could put him up against, you know, Phil Jackson or, you know, Steve Kerr, yeah, I'm going to choose them. But you know, he still had a decent run as a coach. I'm not saying it's over, but he just, yeah, he just, he just not, he doesn't have a championship style, but it's still deep enough. It still works. <laughs> I got a championship style. I got, <laughs> maybe I get third round and playoff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you're not going to win it all unless you get, you know, like the big free agents. And he's never really had the top, top player in the NBA. Oh, come you on, need man. that to come win a championship. On, you need that. The Detroit Pistons won a championship with a bunch of role players. That happened like once in our lifetime. 2004. Yeah. Once in our lifetime this, where a bunch of regular guys got together, you know, he, lunch pail, don't, backpack. Don't <laughs> lunch pail, backpack. Don't get that man out. He's had enough time to win championships. James no. Harden. James Harden, superstar. Yeah. James Harden, superstar. Camilla Anthony, a superstar. Kobe Bryant, a superstar. And Steve Nash is a superstar. Yeah. But he had all of them. You need a two way superstar, not just a one way superstar. Okay. To win a, a team, tell me a team that's won a championship where their best player didn't play defense. The Dallas Mavericks. Who? Dirk Who didn't play defense? Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. You? I'm not gonna say. <laughs> I think he played better defense than uh, James Harden. Well, James Harden is like lazy. He looks like he's like I'm tired of shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he doesn't play any defense. So I think he has. He's never had that main player. Nah, man. Stop making excuses for yeah, him. Yeah, no, I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying. Like he, he, he's. His, I rather. I would like his career if his, I was a regular coach. I mean, if I was a regular coach, I'd take his career because yeah. I mean it's, it's a fruitful career, career. But what I'm saying is he's never gonna win you a championship. If I'm a GM, I'm looking for coaches. I ain't picking that fucking guy. It's like, yeah, we may, you know, hit him for 151 game, but I can't get past the second round of the playoffs. What's the point? Like, who's I'm the, paying. I'm paying all this goddamn money. But, all right, right now, all the coaches that you've seen, who's a definite to win a championship? Like, if you're looking for a coach, if I'm looking for, so one, there's no definites. Two, I would look at all right, who's who does the best of scheming shit. Mm-hmm. So, of the coaches that haven't won a championship, mm-hmm. that I I can say offhand right now, I would probably pick Brad Stevens from the Boston Celtics. He hasn't got to the finals. I know. So what's the difference? But he took a team that didn't have his two best superstars mm-hmm. to the Eastern Conference Finals Game Seven against LeBron James and Cleveland Cavaliers. And the only reason he lost that game is because LeBron was being LeBron. Okay. And so I mean, he was one win away from from getting the NBA Finals with a decimated team. And I know this year not so much. Mm-hmm. However, I think that's more of a character issue with with Kyrie Irving mm-hmm. than it was more so Brad Stevens. All right, Mike D'Antoni last year took the Houston Rockets to Game Seven of the Western Conference cool. Finals against the the. The defending champions, the how, Golden State Warriors. And how long has Mike D'Antoni been coaching? What does that matter? 
What is that? <laughs> so that's the same point. No, 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 no. Exactly. So you got one dude been doing it for, for 25 years mm-hmm. and gets to a certain point. You got one dude been doing it for three years and gets to that same point. I would imagine that the guy who did it in three years would be more impressive. But I would rather have more faith that a guy who can consistently get into the playoffs with different teams. I would put my my all my money on them rather than Brad Stevens, who's like a younger coach, mm-hmm. and he's been to the playoffs with a great team, one team, but a team that's stacked. We don't know what he's going to do with like not as many weapons, well, like a totally different like type of squad. You can say the same thing with Mike D'Antoni. You know if you don't have shooters mm-hmm. and like really good shooters, his system is broken, doesn't work. Yeah, but you mentioned all the teams that he got to the playoffs with but didn't win, but that's still going to the playoffs. But those are stacked four teams. teams. Stacked teams, Amari. I don't well, I, the Phoenix Suns, Steve Nash, Amari Stoudemire. These are NBA Jam duos here, <laughs> we're talking about here, buddy. Okay. All right. Um, Deep in the playoffs. Uh, who was it? Oh, Kobe and the Lakers. Fucking uh, Kobe Bryant. Trash Kobe Lakers. Oh, my God. That was trash Kobe Lakers? Dwight Howard. All right. Trash. Oh, yeah, because Mike D'Antoni got a hold of him. Nah, they were fighting. Uh, who else? <laughs> they was fighting in the locker room. <laughs> who else? Oh, Carmelo Anthony with the New York Knicks. I don't know who this is. Oh, Anamari Sotomayor. 60-win game. 60-win Anamari Sotomayor. 60-win season. 60-win season. Couldn't mm-hmm. okay. get past second round of the playoffs. All right. And then James Harden, Chris Paul. All right, Chris Paul isn't. Like, Chris Paul is at Chris that Paul stage Chris Paul is better than James Harden today. Uh, no, he didn't. Yeah, he did. No, yeah, he had a better game. No, he didn't. He was there at least down at the down like 18 points. Down, I don't care. You stop looking at the box score. James Harden gets 35 points, but that was a quiet 35. No, hell no. No, it wasn't. He made right. multiple threes to keep him in the game. Okay, cool, man. Like, where where were you off. when we needed you? Oh, true. I'm not saying it's clutch, but <laughs> Mike D'Antoni. I ain't saying he's clutch. I'm saying he makes shots. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't shit on Mike D'Antoni because, like, the Houston Rockets, they got talent, but they don't have that superstar. They don't have, like, if you swap, all right, if you swap James Harden with Giannis, the same Houston squad. I think they'll get deep in the playoffs. I don't think it's Mike D'Antoni's system. Well, Giannis is a better defender. That's what I'm saying. Giannis is a better player. So, yeah, if you put a better player on the team, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's not his system. It's his player. It's like what he has. No, man. He's he's had multiple players and he's never got it done. No, he's never had, like I said, the best two-way player. Like, a player that plays defense as well. I'm saying. So, what does this mean for James Harden? Um, He's still in contract. I'm just saying, like, in general. Are we... Like his legacy? Yeah. Are tired of him? He's still good. We respect his game, but he's just not... He's just not that guy. There's plenty of players like that. Can we talk about how fact the fact that he's had the same haircut for like ten years? What do you mean? Beard and mohawk. What's, what's wrong with that? I'm just saying, for ten years. He ain't changed his shit in ten years. LeBron hasn't changed his shit. His well, LeBron career. doesn't have a lot of options, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he had like a mini fro when he got in the league, and that shit started plenty, getting a hole in it. Plenty of players don't. Chris Paul hasn't changed his shit. It just got lower because well, it started. Yeah, it, it you know, Doc Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like this, but the, the the look that James Harden has, he has a fucking mohawk. It's not like he had a fade. Like I don't ever, I don't remember seeing James Harden in NBA with a fade ever. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Let's go t- into this conversation. Who has the most popular? Like who brought beards back in for the culture? I guess. Probably Rick Ross. Rick Ross. Yeah. Before James Harden. Yeah. Rick Ross is the one like the original beard having motherfucker. Rick Ross had a beard when it wasn't cool to have a beard. Uh, who do you think was more visible? Between? I guess, well, who is it? Let's, let's go through them. James Harden, Rick Ross. Who else has a big beard? <laughs> is that it? <laughs> In the black community, bro? I, I don't know. I mean, I would give it to Rick Ross. <laughs> I would give it to Rick Ross, but I think James Harden, he has that mass bill. He's in the NBA, so I think he has more eyeballs on him. What the fuck they got to do with his, like him not changing his hair? 
No, I'm just saying I think he has a very popular beard, so I think he's now it's like Oh, it's part it's, of his it's look. part of his look, yeah. The Can't Mohawk change that now. Yeah. Right. His look. Fair. Anyway, so what, is, what does this mean for him, man? Do we do you look at James Harden differently? He he couldn't get past this Warriors team, the weakest Warriors team that he's ever faced. Yeah. LeBron would have killed to play against his Warriors team oh, the last yeah. two years. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um I think he's I think he's still he's respected. He can score. Like he can get to the line. He he's this unstoppable player, but the Warriors still have man. If we go down there, the, the, what they have, even without KD, without Demarcus Cousins, they still have the greatest shooter in NBA history. They have a top five, the greatest shooter in, in, NBA, in NBA history. Right. They have a Finals MVP Andre Iguodala. They have Draymond Green, a recent Defensive Player of the Year. Was he? Oh yeah, he yeah. won that. Yeah, they have. I mean, they had. They still have a squad. It's just they were super stacked. They were super stacked. Yeah, like you said, man. They, they like I said, it's. They had an unfair team when Boogie was healthy. When Boogie was healthy, yeah. Yeah. So now that it's team like is they're really back hard to, to beat. Yeah. So now they're just back to a, a really good team. And I think they're just still better than the majority of teams out there without KD. Yeah. I like that Steph showed up. You know? I, uh, I like that. Uh, I mean, he had zero in the first half, three fouls, and he mm-hmm. put on a motherfucking clink in the second half. Because that's what you want from your superstar. Right? I, all right. I need you to take over his game. Like he scored in the last five minutes of the game. Steph scored sixteen points. Yeah. The Houston Rockets scored sixteen, 16 points. Yeah, but he he matched the score output of, of the other team. You knew it was coming. Yeah, you knew it was coming. It's just it's just a matter of time. It's, it's going to erupt. All right. So do you give that credit to like Steve Kerr or Steph. the players? I get that credit Steph? to Steph because right. he I mean he had the looks in the first half. He just wasn't just wasn't there. All right. So what happens if you swap coaches, Steve Kerr with Mike D'Antoni? Will Mike D'Antoni win no. with this Warriors team? Nope. You don't think so? I don't think so. So you got to give credit to the coach. I, I'm, I'm talking about. You talking about? Hold on. You talking about the? Am I getting Steve Kerr the credit for the win, or am I giving Steve Kerr the credit for Steph's performance in the second half? Just the Warriors being the Warriors. Oh, them winning? Yeah. Oh, you got to give some credit. Yeah, yeah. I get more credit to, to the coach than I do the players. Absolutely. So you think I thought you talking about Steph uh, Steph's performance. Okay. So yeah, no, I'm going back to Mike D'Antoni. If Mike D'Antoni what? was the coach, why, why are you so up about Mike D'Antoni? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious. I always wanted to know like how important is the coach and like and seeing everybody's like perspective. Like if you put Mike D'Antoni with this current Warriors team, you don't think that they would nope. win? I I think the difference is defense. And you put the defense on the coach. Well, yeah, they got to teach him to and hold him accountable to play defense. Like, at what point does a good player just know how to play basketball? Well, here's the thing. You, they, you have to instill the discipline in the players to make sure they have good defense or to make sure they box out. If you look at the Rockets, they don't seem like a real, like, disciplined team. They don't, it doesn't seem like they're, they're, you know, mindful of the fundamentals. There's plenty of times when they're just sitting there, ball hits the hoop, no one blocks anyone out. And then fucking Golden State comes and jumps up and gets an offensive rebound. Like, extra possessions like that matter in the playoffs. We're, ta- we're talking about all, all six of these games were decided with, what, under five points, under six points, something like six that. Points. And you just giving fucking possessions away left and right? Like, where's the, dis- where's the discipline at? Like, that comes from the coach. Because when players get tired and all, you know, and it's at the end of the game and they, they frantic and thinking about mm-hmm. shit, it goes back to muscle memory. Mm-hmm. So it goes back to what's been instilled in you. Obviously, basic fundamentals and blocking out, making sure you, making sure you secure a rebound wasn't instilled in them. What's instilled in them is get out and run, either layups or three pointers. Like Pat Riley said the best. No ring, no rebounds, no rings. Right? You can't give away X possessions in the motherfucking playoffs, man. That that's why I say, and that comes down to coaching, because that's a discipline thing. That's why I'm saying Mike D'Antoni is not better than Steve Kerr. If they swap places, that Rockets team would beat Golden State Warriors. 
See, I don't know, man. It's tough, man. Like, I'm th- all right, say I'm 30. I'm in the NBA. I'm 30. I've been a professional in the NBA, getting paid millions of dollars, you know, access to all these advanced statistics and, you know, you know, all the NBA research. I played basketball for the last 23 years of my life. I've been told to box out, play defense, don't foul the jump shooter, blah, 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 play hard, don't foul. Oh, I should know all that. Like, if I'm 30, like, if I'm not playing good defense, it's not. It's, it's probably me. I don't know if it's the coach. Like, I don't think a good coach, like, even if James Harden went to go play with Greg Popovich, mm-hmm. I don't think James Harden would still be a good defensive player. So let me ask you this. If you had a guy on your team you know can't make a shot to save his life, would you put him in a game? It depends on if we need to make a shot. Yeah. We need, need to play defense need, or make a no, shot? No, he can't play defense either. It's me. You, I'm at the end of your bench mm-hmm. in the NBA. Yeah. Would you? All right, Randy, I need you to go in. Okay. Are, are you doing that? Or are you putting someone else who's competent to play professional basketball to go in? Yeah, somebody who's competent to play okay, professional thank basketball. You. So if you're a head coach, like, well, I know this motherfucker can't play defense and we need stops. Come off. But you, you put the players in, in, in place that give you the best chance of winning. That's the best he got. Um, so you he, has, he has one dude in that team who can play defense well. Two. Well, one and a half. P.J. Tucker can play great defense. Campella is okay. He has lapses sometimes. So you're telling me you would a good coach would play offense, defense with James Harden? No, man. <laughs> what, what, I'm, what I'm saying is you put the players on the court that give you the best chance of winning. If you have someone who can't do what you need him to do in order to win a championship, you fucking get rid of him. Tell GM, like, I can't, I can't win with him. Or nah. if you can't win with him, all right, you want to trade him? Cool. His ass staying on the bench. Like, he has people at the end of his bench that never get in, right? Like, that's just the, how the NBA or basketball in general works because he doesn't think that they can contribute to winning the game. So you don't put someone out there in certain positions if you don't think that's your best option at that time. Whether Oops. it be a sub or an injury or some other shit, you know what I'm saying? So you think every NBA team feels like at the beginning of the season they have a chance to win the NBA Finals? <laughs> no. So I think sometimes you got to define what a win is. I think some teams like, all right, we you know what we got. We don't have much. Like, let's get to the playoffs. Let's see what happens. Well, right. So you would try to win during the regular season. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but the Thanks. Rockets, they win. They win. They got second round of the playoffs. Like, it's it's certain. I feel like it's certain teams. Right now, we've, we're in an era where there's been a couple of dynasties. There's been the San Antonio Spurs recently. There's been LeBron James, and there's been the Warriors. Oh, you, you give me the Spurs, you give me the Lakers. The Lakers like two years before the Spurs. Yeah, I, I, give, I give the Lakers. All right, you, thank just started the 2000s. All right, so it's, it's it hasn't been that many like areas for like new teams to just get in and win championships. Mm-hmm. Like how many teams in the last like fifteen years has been just one win? Like one win. How, how many teams have just won one NBA Finals or one NBA championship lasts, outside of the Dallas Mavericks? It lasts fifteen years. Fifteen years or in the two thousands. No, because they had that thing where it was the Lakers and then the Spurs. Fuck. Then the Heat at one point. So it was Lakers, Spurs, Heat, Warriors. Mm-hmm. The Mavericks had one. Yeah. And then and, and the Cavs had, had one. Cleveland had one. Yeah. But LeBron, it. I call LeBron is he's a he's a team by himself. Oh, you talking LeBron for the Heat and the Cavs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's just a team by himself. So it's it's I don't know, man. It's it's I think a lot of teams know, like, all right, let's just get as far as we can. 2004 Pistons. All right, yeah, let's get as far as we can. Like, most most of the times, like, you're going to run against, like, a dynasty at the beginning of the season. You're going to know, like, damn, this is a team to beat. Right. And that team usually wins. Right. And But you're still trying to win each game. That's what, what I'm That's what I'm saying. 
I mean, unless it's like, well, we're eliminated from the playoffs. Let's mm-hmm. try to develop develop some guys. That's a little different. But you generally, especially at the beginning of the season, they're trying to win. They, they aren't trying to just, you know, dick around. I don't think if Milwaukee gets to the NBA Finals and they play against the Warriors and they lose in six games or seven games, they're going to be like, God damn it, I thought we were going to win this year. I thought we were going to beat them. No, fuck like, that. You, nah, get, you, you get to the NBA Finals, you think you're going to win. Yeah, you think you're going to win. Like, you hope you're going to win. But you know, like, this is the Warriors. Like, See, that's how that's how people get fucked up in the head, bro. They play basketball like you play basketball. Mm-hmm. Like you can't go in there and fuck this the Warriors. I don't know what we're gonna do. You can't do true. that. I know you as know, a player, you already you already lost. You you start thinking like yeah, that. Yeah, true. I'm not saying to have that like you know that negative attitude or whatever. Just defeated. But I'm saying I think we the players know like damn this is this is gonna be a hard game. Like these these yeah. motherfuckers are the truth. I mean every like, game, you know that. But every game at that level is difficult as shit. Okay. Once you once you get to the playoffs and deeper into the playoffs, every game is hard. True. It gets progressively harder. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I think some teams know, like, they're just cool with getting to the playoffs. Like, they're not going to fire yeah. the coach because he didn't get him, like, get him a ring. Like, it's been 12 years and you haven't won an NBA championship. No, I got like, you. some teams are like, no, okay, you, you already get yeah, second round, finals, cool, we mix it up. Right, we didn't expect to win. What I'm saying is, each individual game, they, they're trying to win. So if you put someone on the court, you're, you're trying to win. And I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to give Mike D'Antoni a pass. Look, bro, he just can't win. Like he can't what's, win. What's win though? A championship. They fucking the Houston Rockets ain't paying all this goddamn money. Brought in Chris Paul, James Harden, all this shit to to compete with the Golden State Warriors. Fuck no. They they are supposed to beat the Golden State Warriors. They went out and got particular players to try to beat the Golden State Warriors. Like, yeah. That's their whole thing because they view once we get past the Warriors, we can beat anybody else and we got a championship. They're trying to win championships. I'm I'm if Mike D'Antoni was on the fucking Hornets, it's a different story. Right now, his objective is a championship. He can't get you to a championship. Western Conference Finals isn't good enough. Western Conference Semifinals damn sure ain't good enough. Get him the fuck out of there. What I'm saying is, like, when you say, like, they're, they're, like, basically creating a team to beat the Warriors, until they beat the Warriors, until somebody beats the Warriors, the Warriors will still win, regardless. Like, I think we know, like, as sports fans, like, the Warriors are going to win. They're going to win until some shit changes. Like, there's no, it's gonna be, we can make close games, we can have a series here, we can play around here, hopefully they win. But we know, like, there's no surprise if the Warriors win it all while they have this current team for the next five years. Mm -hmm. Like, every year, if they have this same team, KD, Clay, Steph, Draymond, if they have that, this same nucleus, like, they're not gonna not win. Well, you can't. You can't be like, oh, fuck, we just never going to win. Fuck it. You can't do that. You can't yeah. do that as an owner. You can't do it as a GM. You damn sure can't do it as a player. Yeah, what I'm saying is you can't, like a GM or a team or an owner or whatever, can't get mad at a coach if they're getting, like, booted out in the playoffs every year by the Warriors. No, yes, you can if you nah, feel like them. you gave them the talent and uh, they had enough talent. They had a team that was good enough if coached properly that can beat them. Yeah, you can't get mad. Like, fuck. Like, we have the team to beat them. Like, we can match up with them. I don't know what the fuck is going on. And you maybe take a, a, a closer look. Watch each game, you know, kind of get trends over the season to see what the fuck's going on. But you, you don't just be like, ah, hey, fuck it, it's the Warriors, bro. I mean, what do we do? We do we expect to win? Like, if you don't expect to win, why are you throwing all this money? Why are you give CP three all that fucking you cash? If you're if you're not expecting to win or not expecting to 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 be able to beat them, you can fucking save that money and bring other goddamn people in. Well, I'm not saying they don't expect to win. What I'm saying is. They're not. It's not a failure if they lose to the Warriors. Yeah, it's it not is. like fuck. We lost to the Warriors. We're like the coaches on the hot seat. Like it's no, like, yeah, it's definitely a failure. I don't know, man. It's definitely, tough. I don't know. Not against this Warrior team. Definitely a failure. Like against a Warrior team that didn't have KD. No, they should have won that game. 
like that's, that that's series. I'm talking. Right, I'm ta- If you're talking about the series, that particular series and those this situations, particular series is what I'm talking yeah, about. I give you that. That's like, why it's so won. terrible. But I'm saying like Mike D'Antoni or any coach who gets deep in the playoffs and they they run against you know the, oh, it's the, Chicago, the Chicago Bulls or Michael Jordan like fuck you should have won like we expected to win we should have won like no nah, man you you came against like the best team ever. Fuck that. If it's tied, if you're tied two two against the the, the ninety seven Chicago Bulls mm-hmm. and it's the third quarter, you're down by three. And Michael Jordan tears his motherfucking calf muscles and says, I can't play anymore. You should win those last two fucking no, games. Hell yeah, no, yeah. no, because Michael Jordan's that good. No, yeah, I, I give you that. <laughs> the thing is, you got to make it fair because just because KD got hurt doesn't mean the next player, Scottie Pippen. No, I, no, play, no, no. Steph Curry is way better than Scottie What I'm Pippen. saying is, you were able to compete with them and rock with them when they had this fucking monster of a team. And now the best player on the team is no longer there. Bro, you should be able to win those last two games. Oh, you think... All right, so you're you're saying that the Warriors are better with Kevin Durant? Yeah, I think the Warriors are better. See, with I don't, I'm not sure about. Well, that. shit, now yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. sure about yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I was never sure about that. I think they just had too much. It comes to a point where this it's like diminishing returns. Yeah. yeah. Now, honestly, now I think it's too much. I think Kevin Durant may come out as like a a loser in this situation. Could be. Yeah, like, he's like, what? Well, Golden State's like, look, Golden State's gonna lock down Clay. That, that's going to be their main objective is lock down Clay. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, if Kevin Durant stays, he stays. If he doesn't, eh, we, we won without him. We obviously can win without him because we just did it with a you know depleted roster because of his fucking mm-hmm. because of his contract. So you know we're good. You go to New York, that's cool. You know we won't see you in the finals. <laughs> as long, yeah, I feel like they have that that feeling as long as Kevin Durant doesn't go to like a, another like superstar team in the West. Yeah, like another super team. Like if he like groups up with you know the, with, if you go to the Knicks with Kyrie and then they get Zion, then it'd be like all right, fuck. If he, I think if he went to LA, it'd be a problem. Because of uh, that young nucleus LA has. The KD, Braun, uh, Kuzma, Ingram, and yeah, that'd, Lowe, be a problem. that'd be a fucking problem. It'll be a problem, but the thing is, then if they lose KD, they'll be able to keep DeMarcus Cousins. I mean, that's cool, but I don't think DeMarcus Cousins could do much against that team. Yeah, I don't know. But that's just words, not going to happen. That's all. You know, yeah, it don't matter. Yeah, I mean, the Warriors are going to win. Man. I, I don't feel... It's not even... Like, it's back to basketball not being fun again. Yeah, I agree. Well, maybe, maybe Denver... Or, or Portland. Portland, I think Denver has a better shot to beat the Warriors because Jokic is just, you know, a monster. It's reports that DeMarcus Cousins will come back this season. He gonna get um, embarrassed against Jokic. First of all, hell, hell no. hell defense no. whatever DeMarcus is like strong suit, and you you <laughs> you got this motherfucking center that can hit you from everywhere. Though DeMarcus gonna have problems if he's not healthy. If he's not healthy, he's, he's not, not gonna be healthy. He's like out of shape. Yeah, he's right. going to be out of shape. He's not going to be healthy. He tore his his uh, his quadricep muscle. Yeah. So he ain't been able to condition. You think he's going to come into the playoff game? Jokic played 60 minutes and looked fresh as a daisy. Yeah, because he doesn't move around, though. If you're injured, like, if I'm an injured big man, I would want to be a, like be forced to guard Jokic as opposed to, like, All right. Anthony Davis. Okay. See what happens. No, I'm not saying he's going to. If he comes back, I'm thinking he's going to be he's going to assist with him. They're going to be better with him than without him. But it's going to be that situation where if they play Portland, they probably won't need him. Yeah, they would. Not against Portland. Not against Portland. Oh, man. But, I mean, talking about Steph and all this. So, you know we got to talk, get into Miss Aisha Curry's statements. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, for the three of you out there who haven't heard what Aisha Curry said about, you know, her current, I don't know what to call it, situation perhaps. Did you watch the whole interview? Yeah, I, I saw a good 10 minutes of it. See, I didn't watch it. 
Okay. I, 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 I'm not talking about the rest of the interview. I'm just talking about this. Just that part? Thing. Yeah. Right, we'll get into so it. she was on the Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett. Mm-hmm. Um, this fucking little interview show has produced a lot of, a lot of good quotes. And on the Red Table Talk, she stated how, you know, she felt bad um, or badly because she hasn't been hit on by random guys in, I think she said, like 10 years. She says it's been about 10 years since she can remember, you know, guys just throwing themselves at her. And she stated that she's feeling, you know, is there something wrong with me? Essentially, she isn't feeling attractive or sexy or pretty or whatever you want to use because random men are not throwing themselves at her um, as random women are throwing themselves at Steph. She made a point to, to mention that. So what I want to know from you, Amari, is how do you what, how do you feel about Miss Curry's or Mrs. Curry's uh, statements? Initially, I thought it was bogus. Like I fake news? Was, you said what? Like like fake news? No, no, I just thought what she said was like disrespectful to Steph Curry. Okay. I felt like it was a slap in the face of what it seems like he's built. You know, respectable family, his parents are at the game, you know, but his wife wants to be out and still get attention from men. I feel like that was disrespectful. To Steph Curry. Okay. To come from his wife. I get you. But, I mean, as I thought about it, if I put if you like, if I put myself in her shoes, I kind of can understand. What do you mean? They've been together since, what, like high school? Yes. You don't think somebody's going to make it when, when they're in high school. Like, Probably. you play basketball? Yeah. All right. Well, all right. Nah, I don't know. It's a couple people. Like, if you were LeBron, you're like, I'm hitching my fucking wagon yeah. to this one. But, but Steph Curry wasn't that. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He wasn't that. But his dad was Dale Curry. Dale yeah. Curry. So it's like, all right, I'm going to, you know, stay around. He probably won't be too good or whatever, blah, 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 blah. Eventually, 15 years later, he's in the NBA and he's the most respected shooter of all time. Greatest NBA shooter of all time. Yeah. I don't think she expected that. Okay. I don't think she expected so much notoriety and exposure, but then so much respect too. Like Steph probably makes like 70 million a year. Probably. So it would be a slimy dude. To still approach Aisha Curry <laughs> and be like, like hopping her DMs, like, "Hey, what you doing tonight?" Like, first off, <laughs> I know stuff in Houston. Yeah. <laughs> it would take a, a slimy slumball, like the work, the scum of the earth, to like hop in her DMs. Like this dude's parents be at the games, yeah, like, with his wife, yeah, with his brother, like back in the day, yep, with his kids, yep, like, like I don't think she expected. To just be respected so much. She still wanted some stuff on the side. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think she expected men to respect her marriage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think she's expected like, you know, like a lot of these women out here, like they're still, you know, they're still married, but they still portray themselves. You don't know who really they're with. They're reality show stars or whatever, and they can dress a certain way and blah, blah, blah. She can't do that because her dude is the face of a billion dollar industry. Okay. So I think she's almost, you know, the events that Steph goes to, he probably goes to more like respectable and like, you know, couples events in the industry as opposed to J.R. Smith. <laughs> you know, so she got to dress a certain way, you know, and I think just consistently guys seeing that and her not dressing a certain way, you know, being on Instagram, I think it's, it's her fault too because she's already always like seemed to be, a, you know, a, a, she carried herself as a respectable lady. Mm-hmm. Super Christian button down. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, uh, you don't, 
I'm sure some guys would try to slide or slide in that situation, but she wouldn't want attention from those guys anyway. Obviously, she does. Anybody, apparently. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I'm sure some guys have always been in her DMs because she's still an attractive lady. But probably the attention that she, you know, th- what, what, what do you mean? Yeah, just keep going. I want to talk about somebody's wife, man. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> she, wait, is she not attractive? Keep going, bro. So, I mean, I think she still gets attention, but probably not the attention that she, like, she probably has friends who are like, you know, like Odell Beckham probably slides in their DMs, yeah. you know, or Drake, or, you know, all these big. What players. asshole would that be of Drake to slide in <laughs> Steph's DMs? Yeah, like, <laughs> that would be, it'd be horrible, yeah. you know, but I'm sure she has friends where it's like they're single, they're able to do all this, or whatever. They're kind of with a dude who's paying and financing her lifestyle, but they're still perceived to be like, you know, single, free, and any guy can talk to them. Mm-hmm. So they're probably getting attention where she wants it, but she's so. Public with her relationship and the situation, there and her husband is so you know he's so great. Where like most dudes would be like, nah, I ain't gonna talk to him. I fuck that. I ain't gonna, I, like what I'm gonna bring to the table. <laughs> like, like when I it was made seventy million last year, greatest shooter of all time. I'm, I'm gonna where, where I'm gonna take her. <laughs> like like <laughs> where I'm gonna take her. Yeah. So it's tough. Uh, I I agree with what you're saying. I, I do believe that's part part of that. Um, plays a part into being a people not approaching her and i'm not too concerned of like why people approach her or aren't approaching her or you know hitting on her i don't particularly give a shit who finds aisha curry attractive if the first thing i thought of when i heard this shit is like you gotta grow the fuck up like you i mean you ran down the man's accolades the, the man that she's married to high school sweetheart no, no indication that you know cheating or anything like that. You know, pillar of the community, three-time NBA champion, about to be four, two-time league MVP, two hundred million dollar contract, father of three children that you have together, and you're concerned about random ass dudes trying to have sex with you. Like, why would you even care? Why would you even give two shits with fucking Cedric and Kevin and Tyrone think about you? Yeah. Like that, like that is some. See, what we're seeing is a is a symptom of a deeper problem, right? She has a humongous self esteem problem, and for some reason she equates her self esteem to what strangers think of her. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do that, and we gotta get past that shit, man. Like she shouldn't be fucking worried about what, why certain dudes ain't hitting her up. Because if she was getting hit up on a fucking regular basis, she'd be complaining or upset or frustrated that, you know, her DM is just filled with dick pics. But it's like she wants like two or three dick pics, you know? <laughs> like, what in the fuck? And then as I thought about it, I was like, hmm. I view it as like a veiled shot at Steph. Because essentially what she's saying is, I'm not getting enough attention. She put it in the context of, well, I don't, I don't feel pretty because random dudes aren't hitting on me. But I believe most people in that situation would be like, well, I have all the love and affection I need from the person that you know I care about most, so I don't give a fuck what they say, right? Mm-hmm. She didn't say that. So that, to me, as I was thinking about it, I was like, you know what? That probably was kind of a shot at Steph when she was like, I, you know, I'm not feeling attractive because I'm not getting attention. And then I think it was like a day or two later, Steph released a statement, you know, fully supporting her and all this other shit, which further led me to believe, like, yeah, Steph not paying her ass any mind. She's getting upset that she's not getting enough attention. So that was kind of her way of lashing out. Because I don't think Aisha Curry's, you know, uh, a dumb woman. 
you know, I, I don't think she would, she's media trained. You know, she's media savvy. I don't think she was going on, you know, some television show or, you know, wherever Red Tables originally airs and just spill shit about that by her own personal insecurities without knowing what, what kind of ripples it would cause. It was like, well played, well played, Miss Curry. Like, you just, it was a shot across the bow at Steph, but she made herself look like a goddamn fool at the same time. Yeah. Possibly. I, yeah, I honestly don't care. Like, I feel like <laughs> it's like it's, it's hard to like really feel like stuff is like real anymore. I mean, no, he's a real person. He's a real, yeah, no, he's a real person. But like, I don't know what or like why she would say that. You know, she could have a million reasons why. And it's like, I mean, she's insecure, man. Yeah, that if she is insecure, it's, it's our fault for assuming that she's not. Well, she shouldn't be insecure. No one should be insecure. Like you, you, you. Everyone's beautiful to somebody. So you shouldn't care about the people that don't find you attractive. Yeah. Right. Why would you give a? Sh- why would you give your energy to that shit? Most people give a shit, and she probably she's probably one of them. I mean, I get it. You shouldn't, but you shouldn't. Don't give your energy to. Oh, why this person doesn't like me? Who fucking cares? Like, I don't care if fucking high school girls or college girls like me. Like, bro, I'm way past that shit. Like, I, well, I don't give a shit. Oh, okay, cool. Well, you ain't fuck with me. All right, I ain't fucking with you either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it should be that way. It should be that way. But it's, just, not- it's, it's a weird thing that you care about random fucking dudes. Like, you would feel better if random men told you how pretty you were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's crazy. <laughs> what kind of fucking society are we creating where self worth is equated to attractiveness? Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, like I said, just because she has a whole bunch of money, man, I, I think she still has issues and she's insecure and she just, what if, like, what if they just really got a divorce? I mean, that'd be juicy. I don't want to know all the deets. Yeah, that, that suck. <laughs> like, we're seeing, like, something where it's, like, just king, she's being, like, king petty, just exposing some dirty laundry to the Ooh, to the world. That'd be bad. That'd be, that'd be horrible. Yeah. So, if it's not that, man, what she said, I think she just probably just... Could have been drunk. Could have been inebriated. Could have been. She anything, can't be drunk. You know? She don't drink. I don't know, man. Do we really believe that? That way, I'm just going off the woman said. I have no reason not to believe it. Yeah, I don't know. It's all crazy. Like I don't know what I don't know what reason she would say that other than just to get attention. Like you said, I don't feel. I feel like she's a smart lady. I feel like she's media trained. So for her to say that, I feel like it's. I don't know if it was a, a stab at Steph. I don't know. Man, what if they like, you know. Got together and they created that story and like, all right, let's just do this. Let's just see what happens. That'd be some weird shit considering that he's in the middle of a fucking playoff series. Yeah. But it's just like to take heat off of him. I don't know, man. It could be it could be a whole bunch of things. I don't know. Like it's it's weird. I feel like she shouldn't have said that, but I feel like they're good. You know, I don't feel like it's I don't feel like it was that bad. I can understand. Like when I think about it now, I can understand where she was coming from. She shouldn't have said it, but I feel what she was saying. I think a lot of people say that. It's like, oh, I get where she's coming from. And then you know, give her a pass. And I'm cool. I'm not saying attack her. But what I'm saying is this is a problem. Like, and if like, this is, we need to explore why she feels this way. Not what she said. We need to, we need to get past that shit. Get past the, the headline and get to like, what's the root of this? I mean, why do you feel that way? Like, let's talk about it. I think that would help a lot of people, you know, especially women, um, you know, in the world. If it, if we can get to that point. Shit, men too, because men have the same fucking insecurities women have. It's not fair of me to 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 differentiate the two. Um, we get to that point where we can understand why people, you know, feel that their self worth or whatever is attached to what other people think about them. You have to get rid of social media. Yeah, impossible because you know depression has spikes since social media came into existence. Yeah. I think that's what it is. 
just you're able to see more, you're able to see the likes and the numbers and the responses and the DMs. Like if it was just like you had to pick up a phone and call somebody to like holler at them, like, you know, it would be a totally different situation. Yeah, like true. you wouldn't know. Like she wouldn't know who's getting attention and who's not and all this other stuff. It would be just, you know, like, oh, he called me? Okay, whatever. But now <laughs> you can see it like, there go Odell, there go Drake, there go Luma, there go blah, 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 blah. It's like, all right, now I can see it. Like I'm not getting that attention. But, but without before social media, it was like, all right, whatever. It yeah, wasn't as exposed. I agree with that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I felt like it was crazy at first, but as I thought about it, man, I can understand where she was going. If she was coming from a place where she just wants more attention because she feels like she's done everything right. Maybe. So other people should want her, if that's the case. <laughs> like, I don't know. Man. It's weird. It's weird when you, when you think about it. I mean, it's, it's wild, man. It's wild. It's but- wild. Depending on the way I'm looking at it, I can kind of feel what she's saying. But I don't like I, I got to watch the interview to really, really see what it was. No, it was her not feeling attractive because random people weren't sliding their DMs. Was That's, she there with like her brother or sisters or family or anything? Or was it just, it was just her and the, the rest of the crew? There's other people there. I don't know who they were particularly. I don't know. What did they say? I don't know. How did they Jada Pinkett Smith kind of was like, yeah, I used to feel that way too when, when I was young. When I was your age, pretty much telling her like, you young know, shit. Yeah. yeah grow, grow up. Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, stuff. <laughs> yeah, man. Essentially, what she was telling her, you know, and maybe maybe we should get there. Hopefully, she gets to the point where she's um, confident enough in herself to where it won't matter how many random dick pics she gets. Nah, it probably won't happen. Like if it's not happening now, <laughs> you think J Lo sitting there worrying like, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man. You know there's a new royal baby. Yep, heard of that. Yeah, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle had they named the baby Archie. Yeah. Is that, is that, you feel that's a royal name? Archie? Probably. Archibald? No, motherfucker. Archie. <laughs> Isn't it short for Archibald? No, or his name like is Archie. Not Archibald. His name is Archie. Like the comic. I, I don't know. I don't know about that culture enough to really know the names and all that, but I mean, it's cool. I mean, we, it probably have like four other names after that. Yeah, maybe. Sir, Prince. Then <laughs> <laughs> she comes before. Yeah. But in more important news, another royal baby was born. Here in the good old U.S. of motherfucking A. Who? Kim Kardashian and Kanye West had their fourth child delivered uh, via sur- surrogacy. I don't know what the name is of this kid. It's probably something weird, too. Yeah. But, um... A country. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Chicago is one of his kids' names or some shit like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Anyway. So, what I want to know from you, because I know you're weird about like pregnancy and shit. Is how do you feel about surrogates? So you take the egg from a woman, the sperm from a man, put it in an oven, which is a person, mm-hmm. and then the baby pops out. Would you do it? Yeah, I would. Why? If I was rich and my, you know, we still wanted to have kids, and my wife was in a position where she, you know, her body couldn't handle another pregnancy, and you know, it was just. We wanted to have more kids and from us have our DNA, mm-hmm. but my wife just wasn't in a position to, to carry the baby. I, I would look into it, but I would have definitely have to be rich. Like it wouldn't be just some. Why is it only a rich thing? Because if not, I would I would feel like I can just adopt and get that same feeling and get that same, you know, fill that void. But if it's just. Yeah, I don't know. Like that would I wouldn't even think about that unless I was in a situation where I could really button up everything. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a tricky situation to be in. And if things aren't exactly, you know, the way they should be, it can be a, a you know, awkward situation. Yeah. I mean, you put a lot of trust in a person. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Like, make sure you don't smoke, drink, or nothing. Like, why would she care? Mm-hmm. You going to roller coaster the baby, baby come out, you know, can't learn math. Yeah, it's not my baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> they won't know until it's too late. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's tough. So I would have to definitely have everything, like... She would have to, you know, bring the woman into our family. We would have to, like, supervise her. Our doctors, you know, have everything where we can all be a, a you know, be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And that's some rich shit. You know, that's, <laughs> not, that's, not, that's not just some, you know, just some regular job shit. That's some, you know, really. That's really, some rich shit. Yeah, that is. Like, bringing somebody else in to have your baby, but, and have them sign their rights away and all that. That's some, you know, that's some next level shit. Would you? I, I mean, I. So here's the thing: when it comes down to me, I'm not carrying a baby regardless. I don't particularly give a fuck where the baby should be housed. I mean, I wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the baby came out fucked up, I would blame the mother. I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> like, who the fuck did you pick? You know, type of thing. <laughs> you would blame the mother who's carrying the child, or your wife? My wife. You blame her? Yeah. I was like, who did you pick? Because I'm deferring to her to pick the woman to carry the child. I don't know what... Oh, she looks like she'd be nice to carry a child. You, you never know. Everybody gonna make themselves look good when it comes to, like, showcasing time. Now, hell no. I definitely believe you would be, in, like, a part of the decision-making of who's carrying your child. I mean, I'd be part of it, but I would... If it came down to two people, and I was like, I like, I like her. She's like, I really like her. I'm like, all right, well, we're gonna go with you on this one. And that baby come out fucked up. I'm like, just you look what you pick. Broken ship. <laughs> That's fucked up. How's that fucked up? That's fucked up. How? How is it her fault? How is that more her fault than yours? Just because she, we, picked, just yeah. she picked the person. Exactly. That's how. Nah, hell nah. Hell nah. I'm just saying. Nah, man. You tripping. Nah, that's what I would do. Nah. And that's why I would defer because I don't want to be blamed for, <laughs> for the baby coming out <laughs> sideways. Nah, hell nah. You would definitely choose. Nah, man. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I think the woman's more um, equipped to make that decision more than I am. But I mean, so other than that, yeah, I would do it because, like I said, I don't, I don't give a shit where it's housed. Yeah, I, I get you as far as like bringing someone into your home. However, I think that should be weird. Wait a minute, having somebody like carry your child isn't weird. Not as weird as having that person carry my child in my house. Why not? Because it's like, okay, well, here's my wife, and here's a lady carrying my baby in the belly that I didn't have sex with, but that's my kid in there. Oh, you want some cereal? Like that's some weird shit, man. I, I what am I talk to her about? How's my baby? <laughs> It's my baby kicking. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't think I would want to do it. No, nah, hell no. Nah. You would. Yeah. I wouldn't trust. Them, but like you, it would be some trust there. But I wouldn't trust the person with my baby's life. Like you know, not drinking, not being around smoke, like having the best you know vitamins and nutritional. Like I would want to be a part of that. But I mean, okay, you can do all that shit, and she gotta have a bottle of tequila under her bed and wait till everybody goes to sleep and just pop that bitch. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, it, it does matter. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does if matter. she wants to get it done, she's going to get it done. All right, so if we go back to the whole coaching shit, like if the players can't play defense, they can't play defense. <laughs> of course, like, well, it don't matter. You're not a pregnancy coach. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what the hell you're doing out there. So I would blame you in that situation. No, nah, hell no. <laughs> no, nah, hell no. Nah. I want to be around. 
I want to I want to make sure she's good. I want to make sure she's going to the doctor. I want to make sure that like she's carrying my baby correctly. If I'm having somebody else, I'm choosing somebody else to like carry my son or daughter. Like I want to be around as much as possible. Because if it's my girl, if it's my mm-hmm. wife, like I'm always I'm by default I'm gonna be around her. But if I'm having if I'm deferring, like if we're going somewhere, you know, a different route and bringing somebody else in, like into that, like we we gotta bring her in all the way. She gotta come in all the way. So y'all sleep in the same bed or no, no, no. We she's gonna be in the same house, under the same roof. So we're gonna like, go to the same appointments. So how's it going, Doc? Yeah. yeah. I mean you can go to the same appointments without her living there, but whatever. I guess I'm a little awkward guy, I guess. I just wouldn't want her to be around. You wouldn't want her to be around. I, don't really, I, don't, I really don't even know her. I mean, but have your child. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm a, it's like a two year meeting process. Is I'm sure it's pretty quick. Is any if anyone that's, out there has ever had a surrogate, yeah. tell us that shit goes. That's I imagine you like get some profiles. You yeah. go meet them and you pick one, and then boom, they put the baby up in that bitch. That would make I mean, me want look, them to be around more up in there. Yeah. <laughs> that, would, that would make me want them around more if we don't if I don't really know them if I haven't like been around them for years and years and years. That would make me want to like bring them in even more. You just give them free, like, no, you good. I trust you. <laughs> 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 no, no. Uh, you know who I was listening to today? CeeLo. CeeLo? CeeLo Green. Remember, remember CeeLo? Yeah. yeah. He's been around. Yeah, he, I mean, he's still around. He did mainly features now. I think he was very underrated. Like, extremely underrated. Like, CeeLo, he has some, his album titles were weird as shit, but he, they are all good. All his albums were good. Like, I, I don't have one still a bad CeeLo album. I was like, damn. Like, you know, I missed that boat. But I wonder from you, who do you feel is like a super underappreciated rapper? Underappreciated? Uh, of. Just under, like, people don't talk about him or her. Like, of all time? No, just like, who do you think, like, who comes to mind when you hear me think underappreciated rapper? Uh, probably Cassidy. Cassidy? Cassidy. So like, mixtape Cassidy or album Cassidy? Mixtape Cassidy. Okay, well, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Battle Cassidy. It's like people should know, like in the battle world, like, you know, freestyle, whatever, people know about Cassidy. Mm-hmm. But if you 15, 19, maybe even 22, you might not really, you know, like know who he is. Probably not. I mean, and, I, I barely remember him. And he's an extreme, like if you really listen to his, like his, 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 maybe not his songs, like his commercial songs, but if you look in, you know, listen to his like his freestyles and his battles and all that, like he's he has bars. Like if you if you want a rapper with a, a unique rapping ability and able to like come up with things on the fly and embarrass someone and all that, do research. Like he has all that. Like he has their original rappers like skill. But here's the problem: you got to go through a bunch of bullshit to get to the dope stuff. Who do you mean? With Cassidy. That's why a lot of people don't know about him. It's like the, the shit that's easiest to find mm-hmm. is his some of his worst work. <laughs> like that's like you Google Jay Z and the first album to come up is Kingdom Come. Yeah. Like it's a bad representation of his body of work, you know? Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So that's why things like eh. I mean, you can't discount the terrible albums that he had. I think it's I think every like most people have different abilities. Some people excel at being like a freestyle artist or, you know, a freestyler. Some people excel at having, being a mixtape artist. Some people excel at singles. Some people excel at putting a whole album together. I think everybody's a little different. Like it's, like we said, you know, we have uh, featured Drake. We have mixtape Drake. We yeah. have album Drake. Fair. I think he was able to like, like just cover everything. 
like Kendrick Lamar, I don't think he has, if you were to put all his features together and then you put all his albums together, I think his features would have more replay value. He'd be like, damn, what'd he say? Like, hold on, what'd he, what'd he do? Like, I don't know. What? Good Kid, Mad City was crazy, though. Start to finish. Yeah, that album was, but I think he has enough enough features to go against that album where it's like, damn, this shit was dope. Like, Kendrick Lamar killed it. Like, he got him. He killed it. Like, outside of that, like, that album, like, I mean, Dan was good. Uh, to Pimp a Butterfly was good or whatever, but I mm. think he's, he excels at, like, saying some off-the-wall shit when we don't expect it. And usually you can do that in features easy, easily. To Pimp a Butterfly, I think it was a bit overrated. Dan was probably his second best album. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was definitely better than Pimp, To Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah. But Good Kid, Mad City Boy. <sighs> Rap classic. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Cassie is probably the most underrated if we're going about like just rappers who can really rap who didn't really make it. It'd probably be him. Him, I think Fabulous, Lloyd Banks. Oh, man. (laughs) No. These people can really rap. I'm talking about if you go by like somebody who, not somebody who just like makes good music, like, all right, he picks good beats. You know, he just, like Rick Ross, I think he picks amazing beats, but I don't think he's the original rapper, rapper. Like Cassidy can really rap. Lloyd Banks can really, really rap. Mm-hmm. Fabulous can really put punchlines together. Like he can really rap. And I think that's if we're talking about like the best rappers, I think those guys get overlooked more than anybody else because they can really do it better than a lot of people that we put in that top ten list. But I think the problem with those guys is they had the commercial attention and then they released turds of albums. Like Lloyd Banks had some shitty albums. Mm-hmm. Fabulous has shitty albums. Who else did you say? Cassidy, Lloyd Banks. Well, we, can, we already talked about Cassidy having shitty albums. Yeah. So, I mean, I purchased three shitty Fabulous albums mm-hmm. <laughs> like, growing up. So, it's hard for me to think to, to view them as underrated. It was like, okay, you get the attention. You know, you got the videos on BET, MTV, you know, 106 Park, TRL, whatever the fuck you're watching. Everybody watching you, you, you get in the publicity, you know, there's commercials for the, for the, the album coming out. You see the posters in the mall and all this other shit. And then you get the album in your hand on that motherfucking Tuesday. You go to Sam Goody or FYE or wherever the fuck you go. Shit at that time, maybe Tower Records. And then you pop it out, put it in your CD player and you disappoint it. Like you, you got the platform, you got the stage and you took a shit. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> like it's, yeah, possibly. I used to think that about Jay-Z. You thought Jay Z was what? I think he missed a lot of a lot of albums. Like it just didn't connect. But I had to grow and like you uh, know, understand and, and, and mature and really listen to him. You know, so I mean, it, I don't know. Like I feel like those guys, if you really listen to their albums, if we're talking about rapping, I think they can really rap, and it's it's kind of messed up. I think they just came out a little too early. No, I don't think they will. I don't think they work right now. I'm damn sure don't think they work right now. You don't think so? Why not? Fuck no. It's a different style of rap now. It's the type of rap. That they do is very 2000 to like 2007. No, hell no. I disagree. Has a very 2070s. I disagree. Fabulous main thing was rapping to the females. He would. He was one of the early rap. Him, Ja Rule was the first couple of rappers that I can remember that would like rap and then have like Jagged Edge on the hook. Or have, you know, an R&B artist on the hook. Mm-hmm. But then rapping, you know, a summertime song where it's cool for guys to listen to it and women can rock out to it. Fabulous, like he was one, like he's had some hits, some jams, and I think those songs, if they came out now, they would be more popular than if they came out, you know, when they did. I don't know. 
I really don't know because I feel so that fabulous Ja Rule, like that, mm-hmm. you know, R and B hook. That is very two thousand two, two thousand three. Like the, when I think of that, that those years, like my high school years, mm-hmm. I think of that type of music because it was so prevalent at that point. Everyone was doing the shit. Everyone had R and B groups or R and B singers on the hooks, mm-hmm. right? You know, everyone's talking, sing, rapping about a girl that they love or some other shit. They, 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 they took the fucking LL Cool J shit and they flipped it. But it's different now. Like you don't see. Like Kendrick Lamar and Cassidy, Cassidy, Jesus, and um, uh, like who who else? Probably Drake, and and them throwing you know R and B groups or artists on every album just so they can put that single out to to play in the summer. I mean, it's not what they do. Like you, you have similar songs, but shit, I don't, actually, with Kendrick Lamar, I don't think he ever did a song like that. I'm sure he has. I can't. Nothing I can think of top SZA, of my I'm head. sure SZA got a song with him, and she's an R and B artist. Oh yeah, well, him and SZA have a song together, but not like in that style. Where you know he's rapping about how much he loves some girl and everything he gonna buy her and shit like that. Like it's it's, it's a different time. I think rappers now. Uh, this is gonna this is gonna sound weird, but follow me here. I think the rappers in today's age that have replaced our Lloyd Banks, Fabulous, and Cassidy's. I think those rappers who who you know kind of moved into that uh, slot. So the the 2019 version of the Lloyd Banks and and the Cassidy's and the Locks and all them. Are saying more in their lyrics than they did back in 2002, 2003, 2004. I think it was a, it was a lot more. Does this shit rhyme? Does it sound good? More so than whatever we actually saying. As if today, it's more of, damn, listen to this motherfucker is saying. Now it could be I just got older and I'm paying more attention to it, or it could be that the rappers of today are better than the rappers of 2003. Yeah, I don't know because all right, I've, I've left out one person, Mr. Fab. I think he's probably. At the top of my list is underrated. I give you that, Mr. Fabulous Heart. Yeah, he's yeah. he has a great rapping ability, but like you said, like he doesn't put out like his albums. Like if you're outside of the Bay Area, like you might not gravitate towards it. You might not hear it. You might, yeah, you <laughs> might not hear it. So <laughs> I think that's, but that doesn't mean it's not a good album. No, I'm not saying that. You know? And you, I think and just I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, so the difference between Mr. Fab and Cassidy and Fabulous is Mr. Fab didn't have a platform that those two had. Mr. Fab didn't have the publicity on the on the shows and the internet and the, and the commercials and all that other shit, right? So he has a very small audience that's getting his shit. Mm-hmm. They had the platform. They took a shit with the platform. I don't think take a shit. I don't know. Yeah, took a shit. I don't think they kept up with the times. They were good in their time. No, nah, they were. Oh, come on, we man. wouldn't know about them if they weren't. If I they were, were just, just trash. Because it's super. Look, there's plenty of trash rappers who who we know about. Ja Rule. I don't think he's a trash rapper. Okay. If we know about him, they're not a trash rapper. All right. Like a super trash rapper, I mean. Like if it's a one-hit one wonder, yeah, that's different. We know about him just Trinidad James and totally had a, a totally different career than Ja Rule. Yeah. And different than, you know, Cassidy, Lloyd Banks. Like these it's it's a different. Like it's I don't know. I don't think they had a bad career. I think they just didn't keep up with the time. I think those rapidly rap guys, like the people who really rap, they just they weren't into like you know social media and being all super public. Like those guys are probably the same as they were, like you said, early two thousand. Yeah. They didn't switch it up and get into social media and be all you know uh, impressionable. They just mm-hmm. stayed rapping. You know, no, I'm just being in the studio until three a.m. And you got to mix it up now. And I don't think th- I think that's why they aren't as visible as the newer rappers. They didn't kind of. Get their tentacles in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Joe Button. Like Joe Button, he stopped rapping, but he... Super underrated. Yeah, he's over, over, underrated. Too. Oh, you said overrated? I said super underrated. Oh, underrated, yeah, for sure. But he, early on, like I remember like back in the day, like five, six, seven years ago, he was like doing like the whole vlogging thing on YouTube. Yeah. Like, you know, having footage with his friends and doing all that. Like he was able to like flip it and pimp it and 
you know, do something different and stay current. So now, if he really wanted to put out an album, he would probably do better now than he did back then. Because he migrated and he kept up with the times. Whereas Fabulous, now that shit would probably flop. Because he... I think he really said that recently. Yeah. Sometimes I see them shits on title. I'm like, who? Yeah. (laughs) Somebody tell me about it. (laughs) You motherfucking back? What about you? Who do you think? Underrated? Yeah. That's it. Uh, CeeLo. But past CeeLo, actually, the um, Royce of 5'9", I was going to say he's underrated, probably. But Royce of 5'9", falls into that, like, Lloyd Banks Mm -hmm. camp. Um, I just think he's gotten better since then, but he wasn't great. Back when his style of rap was in, so people you probably just fell off like I ain't fucking Royce Five Nine anymore. He had a weird name. Yeah, yeah. His name wasn't even Royce. Yeah, and the Five Nine was. I think that's that's his height. Yeah, I think I don't know. But why did you do that? It's a terrible rap name. Yeah, it's a horrible. (laughs) It's a screw him. (laughs) You know, Trinidad James released an album in 2017. I'm sure he did. He has like a show on YouTube. Father Figure. Yeah, I'm not listening to that. I mean, I'm, I'm not asking you to. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go get it. But he released four albums since No One Is Safe that had all gold everything. That's wild. He ain't done shit since. Nope. He was on a remix of All Gold Everything and didn't rap. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Would you... Would you rather be Trinidad James or Lil Nas X? Lil Nas X is the guy who came out with the country song, but it had 808s and Old Town Road, yeah, with hits. And uh, he eventually had a feature with uh, Billy, Billy Ray, Ray Cyrus. Billy, yeah, Billy Ray Cyrus. That's a rough. That's like the same tier. I mean, I guess right now, Lil Nas X, because he's current. Mm-hmm. I mean, Trinidad James, my career is already over. At least mm-hmm. I have an opportunity, maybe, yeah. with Lil Nas X. <laughs> but what if Lil Nas X really doesn't like that song? But now he's, like, attached to it. Hey, well, shit. Made a hit, buddy. Run with it. Yeah, you have to. Got it. He probably, probably perform that song for the next 10 years. Yeah. And make money from it. Yeah. Especially nowadays when you own more of your shit. And just imagine if he hates it. Like, damn, I'm tired of this song. I mean, it's a good song. I don't know why he would hate it. I think I was listening uh, to a couple, I think another podcast, uh, Joe Buttons, and they were saying that he has other songs. Like, he was a regular rapper at the beginning. And this was just a side parody type song yeah. that just took off. Mm-hmm. I heard his other songs, they blow. Yeah. But he was a regular <laughs> rap song. Yeah, he was, like, regular, like yeah. He was trying. Yeah. yeah. Now it's like, you know, he did this, this rock and roll country song or whatever. And it's like, that's what he's known by. Like, he, do you think his next song has to be country? No, it's going to be regular. Think it's going to be regular? I think, I think regular. it has to be country. Uh, you can't replicate the success, man. You can't just switch it up, though. Because then people will start listening to that song. Like, oh, we got him. He got us. Like uh, I, I knew he wasn't a country yeah, artist. Yeah, yeah, that's possible. Yeah. What makes a country song a country song though? Twang. Um. Yeah. Probably the lyrics. Cool. Content. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the, the bigger question is what defines the music genres in. Like, what's the difference between country and folk? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's weird. I th- what if Lil Nas X? create some bridge between the different genres where we'll have a like imagine if Gucci Mane had a feature with Garth Brooks that'd be fucking cool that'd be super dope like why hasn't that happened probably because it's two different audiences but why not bring everybody together maybe Garth Brooks is a racist I don't know Jay-Z <laughs> Jay-Z and Blake Shelton we had Jay-Z and Linkin Park hey, that didn't go over that didn't I mean they had an album 
Yeah. It was like six six tracks. Yeah, I'm straight. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Not a Linkin Park fan? No. No? Never felt numb? Nope. <laughs> and I don't want to hear a whole like a whole album of that. It was six. Yeah, oh. that's too many songs. Oh, how many you want? Two. Just, yeah, just mix it up. Just you know, here in and out. A little bit there. Yeah. The problem is you lose people though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people are like ah, oh, they get turned off by it. it. Still has to be like whatever your base is. It has to sound enough like that to where they aren't turned immediately turned off by it. What so think about it. Say say you listen to um, one of the games albums, mm-hmm. right? It's like new album coming out. You get to track seven, and then suddenly. It's like African tribal songs. You're like, what the fuck is this? Hold on, wait a minute. Like, you're immediately gonna be like shocked. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you gotta ease people into different sounds and shit to make them like, oh, this shit, a little different, but I fucks with it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. You know? Yeah, I mean, what if it was like a situation where whoever was the featured artist, like, if, you know, if I came into your genre, I would have to sound like you did in your genre, but it was just my name attached to it, so I would bring my fans with you. And the reverse. Like, if you came to mind, then we would have to do a song in my genre. You would have to like. It's usually know. how it works, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. I'm saying you wouldn't really lose. Like people would still would still rock with it. The people who didn't would be the people who are brought over who you wouldn't listen to or who wouldn't listen to you anyway. Right, but you ta- still collect a few. Right, but you're talking about like different sounds and you know you know changing up or you know switching up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So if you switch it up a little bit, what I'm saying is you got to make sure that your bass isn't offended by what you're doing. When I say offended, I mean like their ears. You mean the fan? Like if you went to another genre, the people who went with you? No, no, I'm saying whatever genre, whoever. Is you know whoever's song it is uh-huh. and the album and genre that's designed for uh-huh. uh, it has it's necessarily going to sound different because you have you know someone from a different place mm-hmm. bringing different things in but you have to put it in a way to where it doesn't immediately turn your bass away so your bass is like what in the shit is this skip oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I agree I agree I'm I think the I think the very good the top tier artists they should be able to mix it up and do other things so I don't think if Jay Z or you know some other Kendrick Lamar, if they went to a different genre, I think they should be able to to navigate and put a song out that doesn't offend their, you know, the other genre's audience. Yeah, I feel you. But those what makes really good songwriters and yeah. song producers or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that'd be the. I think that's the next thing. I think that's the only thing that music can go to hybrids. Yeah, fair. I think Lil Nas X might have. Created all this. Oh boy, <laughs> he might be the guy. Oh <laughs> well, man, look, it's half past midnight. I know you're tired of shit. Yep, you know, wrap this bitch up. Late one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. All for you guys. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't gonna hold your beat. <laughs> so where can they find you, bro? Uh, website man, thewolftickets.experience.com. Also on the Facebook page group, the Wolf Tickets Experience. My personal Instagram is. Safari the Q S A F A R E T H E Q U E. That's about it, man. What about yourself? Well, all the places that you said they can find me at, except on Instagram, it's Mr. Westbrook three, and Twitter is Are You Randy two. But the website, Facebook page, all that shit, I'm there too. Um, so if you guys are enjoying it, you know, like, share, subscribe. What really helps, actually, is oddly enough, is writing reviews. So if you can take, you know, one, two minutes out your day, write a review. It helps us reach a broader audience because it like changes the algorithm. So we, you know, you know, more people get to see our little hit that heart, little kid faces yeah. on, <laughs> on their podcast stream. But as always, appreciate you guys listening. We are out. Rap. <laughs>